episode of the Off the Pine podcast. It is your host, Jack, here with my good friend, Tyler Trigg, um, coming to you on a, uh, on a Monday night. How are you doing? Uh, how are you doing this evening? Chilling, man. You know, um, we just got done watching the Wolves game. Got uh, had a lot of day games today. Pretty disappointing end to the Wolves game, though. You know, of course, Walker Kessler had a 20-20 game. Two blocks. Was just doing everything that Rudy does mm. for a lot less money. So, you know, the Wolves fan, you got to love it. Jaden McDaniels, corner three, wide open at the buzzer. Tough. I mean, can Brick. can Martin Luther King like get a bigger slap in the face than a than a, an Auburn big big tall farm boy getting a twenty twenty on his day? Okay. You know. Like, okay. I feel like that's just kind of disrespectful <laughs> on, a, on a couple levels. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Um, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, not a, I feel like the last couple podcasts. We've had like a lot to, a lot to cover. I mean, I think the the NBA's kind of chilled out over the last like couple weeks. Um, not a, not a lot of drastic changes. Um, definitely some key injuries that have that have happened, um, especially like with Kevin Durant, Zion. Um, Jalen Brown's a big one too. How long is he out? Um. I'm not for sure. I just know he's gonna miss some time. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, um, but you know, we we still were able to. We had to kind of think a little bit hard about this podcast and kind of think of some things that we wanted to talk about a bit. Um, but you know, I think we still were able to come up with some good topics. Um, a topic that. Um, yep, you're on that. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, yeah, so you know, a team that we talked about earlier this year. Um, they're at the top of the West. Um, like the kind of they, you know, doing the same thing they've been doing the last uh, last couple years, and just having really strong regular seasons, um, and then just ultimately blowing it in the playoffs. Um, it was you know the same trend was going this year, looking like a high fifty, maybe even sixty win team. Um, but you know they lost their they lost their star and. It has been very downhill from there. So we're going to be starting off with the Phoenix Suns as our first quarter topic here. Yes. So as we're sitting right now on January 16th, the Suns have been slipping. Um, They are now two games under 500, and they are 11th place in the West, uh, two and eight in the last 10 games, which is about the amount of time that uh, Devin Booker's been gone. Uh, this team really has no offensive engine without Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton has been the main scorer <laughs> on this team since he left, and he averages like 17, 17 18. 17 and 18. 17.3 a night, which isn't bad by any means, but that's not going to lead a team to victory by any means. And Chris Paul is on the wrong side of... 35 so Chris Paul I mean oh well for one thing Aiden it's just like looks like he doesn't even care he's like <laughs> he's like doing all like these like doing cartwheels and practice and just like he just looks like he's just like I don't know he's still getting the like arguments with 
um, Monty Williams and just like, I mean, I don't even know if he wants to be there, to be honest. Um, who, who is the team that offered him the, were the Pacers? Pacers, those Pacers, Pacers, and Phoenix matched it. Yeah, I, I don't know what you can expect. This team lost their best player, who is arguably the best shooting guard in the league. He's in the MVP. He was in the MVP chatter last season, so I think it was obvious this team was going to take a big slip. They don't have Cameron Johnson, and Jake Crowder hasn't logged a single minute for them all season long. So I think it's, I think it's. I, I don't know what anyone else could have expected to watch them slip, but it's. I mean, they went from like top three in the West to now eleven in a matter of a month, which is just. Which is just crazy to watch such a quick descent into mediocrity. Well, and I mean, they should have never. I mean, I don't know what they're expected to do, but they're gonna like really kick themselves in in the balls, like a couple years down the road when they're still paying Chris Paul forty million dollars. I mean, I get, like, the extension because, you know, he had his really good year with Phoenix. and Yeah, it brought him to the finals. And even last year, like, he had a good year with Phoenix. Um, yeah, dude. That... So, I mean, it's not – I mean, I guess it is pretty high. Um, he is 37 right now, and he is scheduled to make uh, $60 million over the next two seasons. So – I thought that contract was bigger than that. Thirty million. I thought it was thought, two, but I thought it was a lot bigger. Regardless, he'll be thirty-nine, making thirty million dollars a year, which okay. I mean, Chris Paul has got maybe like another. I I think he he, he can he's he, gonna, he's he can get retire. through it. He's gonna retire after that. I don't think he gets a new contract. No, he retires. He's done. He's done. But I mean, you can just tell he's just looking so cooked this year. Um, even last year, just like the injury problems and the playoff again, getting injured in the playoffs and just doesn't show up in the playoffs. Um, I mean, he's just realistically not a legit number two for Devin Booker. Um, I mean, they kind of had to make that extension and someone would have paid him. Uh, they probably guess they really weren't quite in a position to lose him. They weren't. No, I mean, without Chris Paul, the Suns never. Oh, I'm going to stop playing with that. Without without Chris Paul, the Suns never make the leap that they did. I don't think they make the. I don't even know if they make it to the conference finals without Chris Paul on that team. No, like I don't know how they don't. Um, so he he was a catalyst for all of their growth, and they definitely had to pay him because if they didn't, someone else would, as you just said. But the Lakers. Regardless, this team is just way too thin. I mean, yeah, just, like you said, Cam Johnson just. Hasn't been playing, and they've even talked about like possibly trading him. There's just, but there's like besides Devin Booker, there's really not much to build around. I mean, DeAndre Ayton is now on this. He's under contract for the next three seasons, and you know there's Mikael Bridges, and Cam Johnson. That's really it on this team for young guys to build around. Jay Crowder refuses to play. Who has <laughs> been a key part of. The team success. Yeah, their entire his, grit, his versatility. His grit really allowed them to. He he's the, he's the you know he's the he's the glue guy. He's a glue guy for sure. Yeah, but he's he's in the Mighty Ducks. You know the two big guys. Yeah. That like come in just to like you know roughhouse. That's Jake Router for the Suns. Yeah. What were they? Were they called the Bad Boys? I don't know. 
I feel like we should know this. It's based in Minnesota. Um, that's a you thing. That is a me thing. I love hockey. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, really, there's not much to say. This team, since the new year, has the worst offensive rating in the league. This team just can't score the basketball. No, there's dude, there's no one that can go and get a bucket on that team. Cameron Payne is probably the best bucket getter <laughs> in that rotation right now. Which is which is saying something. Um, so really, there's we're just gonna keep watching uh, the Suns kind of just fall off. I can I check. Mean, the positive thing is the the bottom of the West from thirteen to six is just so clumped right now that the Suns could like I, I haven't heard any. I haven't heard any updates on Devin Booker, but you know those um, those groin injuries are just so tough. So on December twenty eighth, they ruled he would be out for at least four weeks. So that means we still have another two weeks, twelve twelve days, two weeks to go till we hit that uh, minimum amount of time. So. Best case scenario, he's he'll be back by the beginning of February. Worst case scenario could be Valentine's Day, maybe even March. But by the t- I mean, even another two weeks from now, this team's gonna lose seventy percent of their games. Oh, ninety. Like I don't know. Ninety percent of them. So I guess they're uh, they're they're losing pretty much every night. Like for the reasons we just said, they have no offensive catalyst whatsoever on that team. And Chris Paul just hasn't been blatantly, just has not been good enough. Well, ironically, they are beating the Grizzlies right now. I mean, they beat the Warriors the other night, which they made interesting. no sense. Um, yeah, they're beating they're beating the Grizzlies right now, which is... Is Ja playing? Is Ja playing? That is a good question. Ja is playing, yep. That's why they're losing, because Tyus isn't starting. <laughs> <laughs> The ultimate glue guy, Tyus Jones. Well, there's really not much else to well, say. Well, I mean, Mem- Memphis will go back and win that game. I'm not worried yeah. about it. There's really not too much else to say for them. They're a first quarter topic. They're on the I mean, the it's decline. just like, yeah, I just wonder like how far. Like, there's there's still a lot of hope because you can go and get Booker back and they can go back to like the level that they were at. Um, it's just like how far are they going to drop in the meantime until they get him back? Because, I mean, it, they're lucky because, like we said, the West is just a clusterfuck right now from 6 to 13. Yeah. Um, even from 5 to 13, to be honest. Like, there is a total of two and a half or four and a half games between 13 to 5. And from, from, six, to, from 6 to 12, it's a game and a half. So that's just – it's – it's insane. It is insane. I haven't seen this much this deep into the season. I mean, we're almost, we're about yeah, we're halfway through the season. Uh, halfway through the season, this like close of a mid like this is like I don't know sixty percent of the teams in the West like that that tight. That's I don't know. It's pretty wicked. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's t- it's tough because like games matter right now. I can't believe I'm saying it this early, but games actually games actually matter right now. They do, but that's really just in the West. Um, but we can move on over to our second quarter topic, which is another team that's kind of middling in uncertainty right now, and that is the Atlanta Hawks. Um, I think they won today, actually, against Miami. They did. They're sitting at 500 right now, a little three-game win streak, uh, but they are in the ninth seed in the East, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Uh, 
middle of the pack since the new year on offensive and defensive rating. And I mean, there's just there's been like so much like this this team has been like rumor central all like super hard the last like month. Nate McMillan talked about how this could be his last year. Um, the the Trey Young like people talk about how Trey Young could be the next superstar to ask for his way out. Um, people saying that Trey Young's a bad teammate. That um, that we don't even, yeah like we don't even know if Trey Trey Young wants to be there anymore. I mean Trey Young is an interest like he's interesting right right now. Uh, he's having his most inefficient season yeah, he's ever. Sh- he's shooting thirty two point six from deep and he's shooting. 42.3 from the field. So he's, I mean, he's never been, I mean, he's a 35% three-point shooter for his career on an extremely high volume. So, like, I would say that's solid. That's fine. That's, that's solid. It's very solid. But 32, 33%, and his team's at 500. I mean, it's not his fault that they're that they're losing, but if he's I the mean, best player on the team and he's shooting very poorly and they are not succeeding to the light that they were expected to, well, what what other players average twenty seven and a half and ten assists a game and don't make the All Star game? Because that's gonna be Trey Young this year, and it's been Trey Young before. And because I mean, I don't think he's making the All Star team. Do you? Well, he so far he's not he's not in the front for returns from the fan vote. That's the only reason and... he that's the only way he got in. Well, in Atlanta was like a four or five seed at that time when he started in the All Star game, and Trey was having put up those numbers, but he was shooting the ball well. He wasn't shooting like horrifically like he is right now. It's well, we've been talking about this off microphone that how much respect does Trey Young really have in the league? And that is a question that I mean none of us can truly answer cuz we're just fans speculating. But if he doesn't make the All-Star game this season, I think it's a testament that he does not have that many fans across the league in terms of his uh his coworkers and counterparts, which I mean, how like if you're averaging 27 and 10, and you don't make the All Star game, and you're being disrespected from your peers, like what what what's happening? Like, well, that much one an, thing is, a, is he an asshole? Like what's the I mean, he's, young I mean conspiracy? he's I mean he's the worst defender on the court, 99 percent of the time. So that's that's a big thing right there. Is that enough for players not to like you? But like, it's enough not to get respect by media, by like, just the coaches because it's like, yeah, great. You can go out and score these points. And like, let's just say like, let's like compare Steph and Trey young, you know, pretty similar playing styles. Uh, I mean, in terms of like, you know, they take a high volume of three point in shots a, in a vacuum. Yeah. They're, I mean, they play very differently, but yeah, I mean, Steph is a much better off. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll dive yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like I'm just like I'm just like can like compare Trey and Steph for like the obvious reasons, um like you said in the vacuum they're like in a, in a big scheme of things are kind of similar yeah um historically speaking they are similar yes but like Steph can play I've seen Steph guard guards and I've seen him like guard very well like in the that playoff run that Golden State like Steph like yeah. he stepped it up he stepped it up big time and I've always. Felt that way about Steph. Like people actually, I think, really underestimate Steph as a defender. I think he's compared to other point guards. I would, I would say he's above average. To yeah, be honest, without a doubt. Um, Whereas Trey it, it's is just so pitifully below average on that side of the ball. Like he weighs hundred and sixty pounds. 
You can put me in the post, and I could back down Trey Young in the post. Like, I could take him. Like, and oh, then, I don't know. I think we're doing a little. No, I for sure could. I have 20 pounds of him. I could easily take him. I could back his ass down. I even think 6'1 is a generous height for him. Um, but, so, okay, so there's that. And then they but, go, the offseason, they go and they try this DeJounte Murray, Trey Young thing. Which, Off the get-go, I was like, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I just don't know how it's going to work. Well, see, the thing is, is this team is like, I think the big letdown is, where is he on the, John Collins has been in trade talks for the last two years. Two years, and they're just baiting him out there, and I think it's really tough that he's still on this team. He doesn't really fit this roster. I just like, and the fact that they traded away Kevin Huerter, like they lost oh, their best. They three, look stupid for that. They, they lost their best three-point shooter who shoots off the ball, which is exactly what this team now needs, and he's playing he's playing amazing in Sacramento right now. He's had a great year. Big, <laughs> big reason why they're the four seed. Had a great year. They look so. I mean, it's just like like what I was getting to about Steph versus Trey is they were kind of hoping. I think Atlanta was kind of hoping that Trey could be a little bit more like Steph. Is like Steph moves so well without the ball. Like you can like they could like the Golden State has always been able to like run Draymond running like have him running point and Steph's moving around. Um, you know, moving off screens and just like just. It's like doing so many actions. There's so much motion, and like Steph does a really good job at that, and like being able to like, like just cut and get to the basket. Where Trey is just like not good at that. I just there. I think they were hoping that they would be able to figure out a system where Dejounte's like playing point guard and Trey moves up the ball, and I just don't think that has really worked out nearly as well. Because I just like you know I thought it was an interesting signing. But I just, like, from the get-go, I was very unsure about the fit. It's hard to put, like... I, I don't... I, I think... I think, there, I think there's a chance that this fit can work its way out. I think the big problem is, and just comparing the Warriors' offense to the Hawks' offense, is the Warriors' entire offense is ball movement. Draymond Green has a career because of what the Warriors do on offense. Yeah. Clay's running around screens. Steph is running around screens. I mean, Wiggins is even doing doing that as well. Whereas, like this this offense is very ISO heavy. Neither of their centers can really pass the ball. Yeah, I mean, they bench Capella. They start a Congo over Capella now. So. And you're paying all this Capella all this money to to be your shot blocking center. So there is a backup shot blocking center. So I I watched this TikTok the other day, and this is really, really interesting uh, kind of conspiracy going on right now. But I don't even know if it's a conspiracy. But basically what, what, what is going on is the owner of the Hawks basically stepped down and is no longer an authority figure for the Atlanta Hawks and has now given that role to his 27-year-old son. And... This son was a big proponent for the DeJounte Murray trade. And this son just recently elevated uh, who's uh who is that Hawks? Just elevated Mike Miller, I think. Did you just No, it was, oh, it was Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver. Just elevated Kyle Corver to assistant GM. And now they have a GM room 
a general manager office of Landry Fields, who's their GM, and now Kyle Korver right next to him. So two two NBA players, but I've never heard of – I mean, James Jones is the only NBA player turned GM that has had any success. Uh, so there's just kind of like this, I don't know, beef or just beef within Hawks Nation that they are very afraid of the direction of their franchise right now, especially due to this – passing of the torch to this 27-year-old who has no history in the NBA. And, I mean, couple that with what's going on with the coaching staff wanting to leave, the drama with Trey Young. I mean, just two weeks ago or just around Christmas, he was he was, he was was benched. He didn't play. He didn't play a game because he got in a fight with the head coach. Yep. So there's something going on in Atlanta – and it's weird. And then you're about to you're about to like have to extend DeJounte Murray. Like let's look at Atlanta's payroll real quick. Let's let's take a look so at So DeJounte payroll. Murray is still under contract for the next two seasons, I believe. Oh no, just next year. So he's under contract next season for So you're probably million. like you gotta figure out pretty much this off season if like you this off season you have to figure out do you wanna extend him? And what kind of money is DeJounte Murray gonna expect like gonna like command? Jalen Brunson money, if not more. Yeah, without a doubt. So um, Thirty million dollar range, at the at the. And you're paying John Collins. Like, okay, you like can talk about all this like John Collins trade rumors, but like realistically, what does a John Collins trade look like? Like I've heard like teams like Phoenix might be interested. Like I don't know because I mean fuck it at Phoenix <laughs> at this point Phoenix has got nothing to lose. Like, um, that was like one. One thing I've heard, um, I've really have heard of any other teams, but like John Collins this year is having like the worst year he's had. I mean, I'm sure it's part of like Dejounte taking a big role in scoring the ball, um, and I just don't think he's as involved in the offense. Like he's averaging like fourteen and seven, and he's making twenty six million dollars a year, and like realistically, like John, like. I don't know, like, who really wants him. Like, he can catch lobs. <laughs> and he can shoot the ball decent. But, like, that's really all he does. He doesn't play defense. Like, no, I mean, he, he's just really – he's just – He's uber-athletic. He's uber-athletic, yeah, and that's that's it. That's all John Collins is. Like, he's, like, as one-dimensional as it gets. I mean, and realist- you're paying that guy $26 million a year. I mean, they have – they have a first round pick in this upcoming draft, and they have two in twenty twenty four. How much is Capella making? Capella is making uh, twenty million dollars. You're paying Capella twenty million dollars, and you just sit on the bench. You're playing a Kongu, and a Kongu is gonna need an extension this off season. So the way it's looking is, you got to get rid of John Collins and Clint Capella, and you do have draft picks to ease that trade. But I don't know. You're gonna I'm, have to like incite teams. To take that contract. Well, draft picks. That's what first-round draft picks are I mean, for. Capella, you could maybe entice people more than John Collins. Oh, my God. I just Jesus. banged my ass. Oh, my God. Um, getting heated. I'm getting heated. But, like, Capella is a more movable contract, I think, than John Collins. Because Capella is a – I don't know if I'd call Capella a good defender. I think he's these Like, he kind of just, like, is a body that just stands there gets a lot of rebounds. And he'll, like – you know, he'll, he's bound to get some blocks. Um, I wouldn't call him an elite defender by defender by any means, but I mean, he's just, I mean, he's still 20. How old is he now? Um, Quinn Capella is 28. 28. 28. Okay. 
So that's like that's a movable contract, especially with like a couple of years left. There's like I mean, Clint Capella. Honestly, a, a team like Dallas could like probably use a team like could use a Capella. I think Clint Capella and John Collins are both movable contracts. John Collins, I don't know. I think it's a movable click contract. On, click on him. I like. I just don't know. Like, what does John Collins do well? Catch if, lobs. If we, he shoots twenty three percent from three, so he can't even play the stretch four. Really, he can't. I mean, he gets he gets blocked out of pure athleticism. He's not a. a a positive net rating if, defender. If the Wolves can trade Andrew Wiggins with his stock where it was, the Hawks can get rid of John <sighs> But Yeah, that's, I've heard that line, too. I've heard that line. But, like, I don't know. Andrew Wiggins. He's, he's 25. He's still young. We traded Wiggins when he was, like, 24. So it's like he's still a young player. But Wiggins was putting up better numbers than this. Yes. Yes, he was. He completely was. And he's um, a wink. Everyone could use winks. This guy is a power four, a four that can't shoot, how, which how, in today's NBA is like... How much of, of his problems this season are due to the organizational problems that are happening? Oh, I'm sure a lot of them, because a couple of years before that, he's a really productive player. So I think that's I think that's really the thing to look at instead of... Like, honestly, on a team like Charlotte, he might be perfect. With exactly. LaMelo throwing him lobs. Exactly. So, I mean... LaMelo loves that shit. Well, I think... Uh, I think if there's anything to look out for, just keep. And like, what does a Trey Young trade look like? That uh, gonna... There's that's 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 not. I mean, we got we have some time for a Trey Young trade is happening. It's people are already talking about it, so it's... it makes it so interesting that people are already talking about it. Um, but yeah, I kind of going. I think giving rid of Waiter was just a f- horrible idea. That bit them in the ass because like you really need to surround Trey Young with other shooters. Cause that was kind of like the, that was their offense, like that made them successful. I mean, especially when I don't I mean, have the number, but Dejounte Murray is not a three point specialist by no. any means. <laughs> That's why it's like he's. Sh- I mean, he, he is shooting, shooting better than Trey this year. He's shooting better than Trey. He's shooting better than his career numbers as well. So, I, mean, I mean, his numbers this year are good. Dejounte's numbers are good. That's why, like, I and if you, he, I just don't know if him and Trey are the, the best fit next to each other. I think we're getting to. You know, this might be this might be a great kind of question to maybe end up blogging about, but we're looking at two of the best players from the twenty. What draft was uh, Trey Young? Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Oh yeah. We're looking at the two best players from the twenty eighteen draft, and both of these teams, the Dallas Mavericks with Luca and the Hawks with Trey Young, oh, have yeah. not been able to find the best way to build around their superstar players. And I think it's just interesting to see such And they both hot, made the conference finals. Such incredibly talented offensive players that their own front office has not been able to perfect the way to build around these type of talents. So I think that's gonna be something to look forward for look forward to. But I just really like this whole tea about this, the owner stepping down and letting his twenty seven year old son run the run the operations. Why can't it be me? Ugh. All right. Well, I'd um, love to blow that. Te- I'd love to just sip on dude, we, some whiskey and blow that team up. The amount of two light it all on the fire. The amount of two K Sims we do, we we could build something in Atlanta. I would trade Trey Young tomorrow. And I think we'd be able to. Uh, break, I think that might be the MLK Day justice that Atlanta needs, right? Yeah. Right. He's Get from, this. Is he from Atlanta? Martin Luther King was a defender of rights, and Trey Trey Young doesn't even play transition defense. I think Martin Luther King was from. Yeah, he's from. No, he's from Montgomery. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or I could be wrong. Uh, no, he's from Atlanta. He's, he's from, from Atlanta. Atlanta. I was right. Yep, yep. Look at Cause, that. Because they had the jerseys. Yep. Look at that history buff over here. Come on. 
All right. Um, happy Martin Luther King Day to everyone. So uh, glad, glad you're able to celebrate in the ways that you did. We've mentioned his name twice today, so I think that's a good, a good uh, barometer for celebrating Martin Luther King Day. Yep. So um, before we jump into our, well, I guess we'll just jump into our second half of tonight's podcast. And there's no sponsors tonight because we are not drinking this month. Yes. And I just quit vaping today. So after this last one just died, that was my New Year's resolution. So we have no sponsors today. I mean, I am playing with a pen called um, Pigma Micron 05. I just, we we could we could throw a sponsor out there. Our sponsor is going to be um, that's liquor. We aren't drinking that. Oh, we don't have to drink it. I might it use still this. Be our I might use this pen. Our sponsor is going to be Red Locks Whiskey. Um, we PFD uh, underwear. Got to meet uh, Kieran Foliard, and he's a great guy. He started Red Locks Whiskey, and he is the uh, owner. He signed uh, signed some bottles down at my location. Good guy. Oh, okay. Good guy. Kieran Fullard. Uh, Red Locks. Go to Kieran's pub as well. We, we love Kieran here at, uh, here at Off the Pine Podcast. So our, our third quarter will begin with the... A spicy topic. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. This, Sam Presti has... He's a genius. Well, no. He's, he's, in, for a, he's in for one this year. This, this might be... The toughest Presti situation yet. I mean, his team is sitting at 12 right now. I mean, they're tied for 10th, but... They're only a game and a half out of six. Yes. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander... They're winning games. They blew out... They blew out... uh, They beat the Bulls. They blew out the Celtics. Like, they're beating good teams and competing with good teams. And they beat the Celtics without Shea. They scored 155 on them. That was a... That was the most I think a Celtics team has ever given up in history. Without Che, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort. So uh, since the new year, the OKC have the second best offensive rating in the league, and they're also getting it done on defense with a top six defensive rating. So I mean, net rating wise, that puts them as they've been the second best team in net rating since since the new year. Shea, uh, I think Shea should be the second. All star starting guard. I think I said he that in the last be. podcast. He should be. He won't be, but he should be. The dude averaging thirty one a night, and I mean, if you look at this team around him, like it's just a bunch of guys that have potential, have talent. Josh Giddy's very fun to watch. He's been scoring the ball very well this year. Lou Dort hasn't quite yet figured out the whole three ball situation. But he's a he's a great defender. Great defender. Um, Jalen Williams has had a bunch of nice nights. Yep. Poku is really interesting. I Poku's think... the ugliest 2K player in the game, by I... the way. If anyone just, like, <laughs> it's so bad. I just, I feel so, click on his picture. I just, like, need to, like, see it again. Oh, okay, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Okay, never mind. It's not too inaccurate. That sucks. But. <laughs> no, I mean, if there's a, I think, I think we'll look back and see Sam Presti missed with Poku. Which is, uh, you know, which happens when you have four hundred, when you have four hundred draft picks. Um, are you kidding me? So, <laughs> are you kidding me? So I just pulled up a photo of Alexi Alexi Poku Poku Poku's oh, Poku's girlfriend. She's a very very attractive woman, and I'm very very happy. He kind of look, kind of looks like Alden in this picture. Do you see that? Kind of like <laughs> kind, kind of, of kind of looks like Alden. Yeah. Um, 
That's just funny. So I hate my this life. this team is this team is interesting. They're fun to watch. They've been great since the new year, and it's really all because of SGA. And what I mean, like, what do you do? Like, you're obviously not trading anyone. You're just gonna keep trying to win God, games. I can't wait to see what Pressy pulls up his sleeve. Um, because I mean, I feel like you know, they drafted Chet. And he realistically would have been their starting center this year, or they're like their four, um, probably their probably their five, um, with Poku, and then he goes down for the whole year. So like OKC fans, and I would say like the rest of like, pretty much everyone was like, oh okay, you know, like you know they'll be a they'll get a top five pick again, cool, or maybe they even land in the, they could land a scoot, maybe they could land land a Wimbanyana, who knows? Cause like. Everyone's like, oh yeah, this team's gonna be really bad. Like, and now they're they're in the playoff race. They're in the playoff very race. much in the playoff race. I mean, they're twenty one wins. The fifth seed is twenty four. Like, they're they've been super hot. I mean, Shea's playing like an MVP, and you're beating good teams night in and night out. So it's like, what the fuck do you do at the deadline? Because I mean, do you are you a is Presley gonna be a buyer? Truthfully, I don't know what's like what's even on the market that's worth going out and getting. I don't. Or he just lets this lets this group ride it out. I don't think you can be a buyer until you see what Chet looks like on the court, because I don't think I don't think it's wise to start. Why would you pay for a player that you like if you haven't seen Chet play with SGA? You don't know what this team needs. But you have to start buying eventually. You have so many draft picks that you won't even be able to keep all the guys you draft. Well, right now they have two draft picks this upcoming this upcoming draft in June. So that'll get them... I mean, like, in draft day, they made two trades last year. Draft they day have trades. three first-round picks in 2024. And they have three in 2024. No, four. Four, four. four in 2024. Um, three in 2025. Three in 2026. So it's like... Two in 2027. So it's like this team has an abundant amount of picks. you you got to start trading them eventually. And you have to. And I guess the valuable thing is... And that was the purpose of Preston getting all these picks to eventually be a buyer. So I wonder... So I'm, I'm saying I wonder if like now is the time no, that they I, start... But why? When? I, you well, have, when? You, next year. I think you... Ne- why not this year? You're t- because you, you don't know what Chet looks like with this team. What does Chet have to fucking do with it? Chet has potential to be your second best player on this team. We don't know that. Potential. I just said has potential. I mean, but why does it matter? Because you, he's your first overall draft pick. But you have to it? see what he looks like on your team so you know what your team needs. Like, who, who, like what, do you, what do you say? They go out and get John Collins? They go out and get mm. Clint Capella? I'm not a huge fan of John Collins. Like, like you know I'm what I'm saying? Like, what, like what, what do they go and trade for that is like, <laughs> so they make the play-in <laughs> what, what, tournament? What did Russell, Russell, Ryan Russell say? Chris Middleton? <laughs> yes, for Chris Middleton for Poku. Who <laughs> <laughs> said no? Get that weak shit out of here. Um, but no, I mean, you can go out and... I mean, I'm just saying, you have to eventually start upgrading this roster. That's Because, like, OKC is in a position like they were with... Like, they can't go out and sign big-name players. They're going to have to trade. It'll all, Yeah, and they have the draft picks to be in the trade market. If they're going to do anything, they'll do draft day trades. I don't see... They're, I don't think they're going to do anything on the deadline. I, I'd be willing to put money on them not doing a single thing on the deadline. Do, would you like to wait? Would you like to gentlemen's bet? No, because I don't. I don't like not disagree, but it's like what? 
I just like it's too early. It's too the, early. You to, could like you could like, this team could be a legitimate playoff team if you go out and make a couple moves. Okay. Y- yes. It, but like, I don't. Uh. I don't think the Chet thing is a big is as big as a deal as you're making it out to be. You can still go out and get like a guy that's a really good four or a guy that's a really good three. Um, you don't have to go get in center. You can hold that spot for Chet, but you can go, and they'll. Go, I mean, you can go get better bench players. Like, I mean, it's just go get Jordan Clarkson. Like, I just don't. I don't like. I just don't no. see what you trade for mid season. Just to well, we don't, just, we just really, have a better chance really, of making the play-in tournament. We realistically don't know what the market is even like yet. Because, I mean, they're not going to sell. So it's like you're just going to no. let this team ride it out. Um, yes. Do you, do you not want to get these guys some playoff experience? You definitely do. They have a chance to make the play-in tournament. And I think that's I think that's what you do. They're not going to make it. I don't know what trade you think they're making that they're going to be the sixth seed. I don't know, but it's something that a lot of people are talking about. It's, people are talking about this. Like, is Presti going to be a buyer this deadline? Go to the standings. Because um, realistically, I that mean... That was the most Trump-sounding statement I've ever heard you what? say. People are talking. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of very intelligent... People, a lot of very intelligent lot, people are talking. Or dog, bear dog? Dog bear? Uh, dog man. Dog man. A lot of intelligent people have seen dog man. A lot of scientists are talking about dog man. Where is um, dog man? <laughs> On his hind legs. Uh, 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 family, family inside, inside family joke, chit chatter. <laughs> um, but no, a lot of intelligent people in the industry are talking about if Sam Presti's going to be a buyer this, tra- this trade deadline. Because I mean, they, like I said, they have so many picks, they have to like. When do they start buying? When do they start buying? I told you, I'd say, I'd say it's one thousand percent the draft and next trade deadline. So which draft? This I just said this draft or next trade deadline. Okay. I I guarantee you that they will make a trade on draft day. Because I, like you, I just, doubt like, they you can't. Co- you can't go to twenty twenty four with three first round picks. Because you'd be like, what? What the fuck do I do with all these picks? Well, they just have two. I guarantee. I bet that they. Oh, trade. this this off season, they're this season they're fine. I I bet they trade one of them though. I bet they trade one of their picks. Whether to maybe they trade both their picks to move up. Oh, they have two first round picks. They have this two year. first round picks. I could see them moving up if a team wants to trade back. I definitely see this team doing a draft day trade, and when it comes to their four dra- draft picks in twenty twenty four, they will definitely be buyers. Next trade deadline, twenty twenty four trade deadline, they're trading two of these Rockets, of these players. picks without a doubt for a dis or maybe like if there's what disgruntled star, who could it be? I don't I don't know what the deadline the like the market this deadline is realistically looking like. No, I, I'm telling you next next off next deadline I I'm seeing it. Well, hey, yeah. we're we're hit we're already at our forty minute mark, so we should definitely slide into our fourth quarter topic. We're going to talk about one of our teams and not my team this time. We haven't talked about this team in a minute. We watched them today. We watched them in person beat Cleveland on mm. Saturday night. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, we finally got back to 500 against Cleveland. And just to fuck it up today. Just to fuck it up again. Um, we let one slip to the Jazz, um, which is... Man, I right when we drafted Walker Kessler, I I talked so much shit about how good he was gonna be, and then we trade him, and he and he literally looks amazing. So I was right, but I hate that I was 
I mean, I, I'm not Tim Connolly. I wasn't right, but I, I knew, I saw what he was thinking. Um, so it really stings that he gets a 2020 on the team that drafted him. Rudy Gobert goes down with injury. Uh, I mean, it's not another groin injury, another, which is not good. And you know what they say about Frenchmen and groins? Oh yeah. You learn, we'll save totally. that, save that joke for another night. Uh, but like those those groin injuries are just, we've seen LeBron yep. go with the, the groin He's injuries. A lot of time. Booker this year is gonna be missing four to six weeks. So I think um, I think if there's a I'll That's just like and that's just really the last thing that Minnesota needs right now with Carl already out and you know, trying to get those guys on the floor together is just really important. But Luca Garza Luca Garza, Luca Magic. Garza. We'll let's start yeah, let's start with some positives. Um or maybe we, I don't know. I think the truth of the matter is, us being around 500 without Cat for the last 20-ish games. I mean, it's it's so clumped up. It's so clumped up. Like you guys are fine. We're fine. Realistically, um, I mean, losing Rudy could be really, really tough right now. Um, but I mean, Ant's playing good enough to kind of keep the Anth- head above Anthony water. Anthony Edwards is the only reason why I'm not sad that the Vikings were eliminated or that the Twins just gave Carlos Correa. Three hundred million, or I don't know what the Wild are doing, or that Maya Moore we just love hockey, or that Maya Moore just retired. Anthony Edwards is the only thing keeping Minnesota afloat as a sport state. This dude has elevated his game. He should be an All Star this year. Yeah, he's, he's making that leap, and he's finally driving to the fucking basket. I mean, Mitchell it said is, it. Like Mitchell said he, it. He's like he should be an all star, but the thing is, like that he mentioned, he's like with the guards in the West, it's really tough. It's tough, but man, like Anthony Edwards is drive. Like the thing going into the season that we wanted to see more from Ant was getting to the basket, and he is, he has attacked the basket so much more this season, and he's not getting the respect from the referees. We uh, we have two technicals in the last two games from him. And, and, and it's tough, like, but it's just so great watching him go to the basket. It's opening up the floor for his game. And I just feel so confident moving forward with Anthony Edwards as the best player of this team. I mean, Cat I, might be the best player on this team, but Ant is the MVP. He's the most valuable player. We need to start building around him. I don't know with Rudy Gobert. Like, I think. Well, you're stuck with him. I think we have to see what really happens when Carl gets back and how they're able to mesh together. It's just tough. Nas Reed is a free agent, and he's looked really good for us. Luca Garza is a two-way player, and hell, he 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 really he looks good for us too. And he does he looks? I like him better than Nate Knight. And we all love watching Nate Knight at the pro am. I fucking hated it. But and he, and he, whenever he plays for us, he's an he's kind of like that Jared Vanderbilt energy man, big dog on the court. He just he just plays a little out of control for me sometimes. Where like Garza's a lot more calculated. He can shoot the ball a lot better. Garza averages thirty he's points better, per game. Much better passer. Averages thirty points per game in the G League. He's a dog. Dale Noel's played well as of recently. As of recent, um, but overall, like this year, not like you said, not great. Not great. I'm a pr- I'm a um, proud Jersey owner of Jalen Noel. Um, Sam Turner might give me um, shit for it, but I'm still proud of the fact that I own. So, this like, realistically, McDaniel's will get his extension this off season. As will Ant. Ant will get his max extension, and then you're left with, yeah, not a lot left. Um, because yeah, you get that. 
Rudy's already getting Harry on his Supermax contract. Yeah, Cat on, on another his. Supermax contract. Um, and then Ant's going to get his max contract starting in 2024. So the real question is, and I know my answer, but what do you do with D'Angelo Russell? What is your opinion? Um, yeah. So, like, I know that this offseason, I know, like, the, all year they've been talking about, like, the possibility of a trade. Um... I just don't know, like, what the best, like... I know, like, Kyle, Kyle Lowry was talked about, but, like, realistically, I wouldn't want a 34-year-old Kyle Lowry. That's just... I'm good. Yeah, he's a better defender, and... I mean, he's you know, he's battle-tested, which is cool and all, but he's 34-year-old Kyle Lowry. Um, I'm good on that. You do not... That's the last thing you want to be stuck with. And he's still got two years on, like, a $30 million contract a year. Um, so you're good on that. Cause I think he got like three years, ninety million or something for Miami. It's like something like that. But yeah, it was like eighty-five or like. But still, I just, you just don't want that contract. Um, and I don't know how you just you have no money at that point with for, for anything else. And then the other one that was brought up was like Fred Van Fleet, which is like he's having his D'Lo, a guy that's having his best shooting season of his career, and then you look at a guy that's having his worst shooting season of the year. And, like, yeah, people are talking about Fred Van Fleet last year being, like, an all-defensive team guy. He's just that's not been the case this year. So, I don't even know if that's the right trade. But, you, I mean, you go into the offseason. He's a free agent. I don't know what Delo's market really is. I'm not really sure what his market <coughs> value is in general. Um, I mean, because he's not – I don't think he's getting Brunson. He's not getting Brunson money. The way the way Brunson is playing this season, it'll be it's hard to say that he's worth Brunson money. He's not worth Brunson money. I mean, I think yeah, Delo's having his best shooting season. I think he's looked really good this year for us. Obviously, there's times when every player has their off nights, and when Delo has his off nights, it's just tough because he just shoots a bunch of shots and misses them. He it have to be a team friendly deal to keep him. Which like I think is a possible. Very team friendly deal. I I think, I mean he the thing is is like he's made some statements in the past couple days that are just really interesting. Sus. He's like, oh, if, if if you don't respect me or whatever, like I don't know what the quote was, but it's like, if you don't want me, fine, like whatever, like respect me now or or leave me, basically. So. I I think you got to offer him an extension. The uh, I my whole but thing. But what's is, the number? What's the number that can keep, can keep the wolves, like afloat enough to like, where when that ant contract kicks in, that you have, you have money to like you have a little bit of money to have an adequate bench, like what if you want to keep Kyle Anderson for a couple more years? Like, I mean Nas Reed, you probably can give him like a. I fuck it. I'll give him like a two, three year extension. Like I think he's a good backup center. I like Nasrid. What is he worth? Five million a year? Uh, More? I mean, it depends eight, what his market is. Eight to ten. I could see him being. Eight I could see him being in the eight to ten market. His per thirty six numbers are like good. are ridiculous. I could see a team like the Hornets being like, why not? I mean, dude, people love big guys that can shoot. Is it big guy? Like, yeah. People love that shit now. So I mean, I think if there's if there's a if there is a number, and then, I, know, I know that like 
I know it made sense to just do like a one-year deal. Jalen Noel, back. what is his market going to be this offseason? His will be low. His will definitely be. I, the I way mean, he's playing, I don't think he is going to get much action from other teams. I mean, I think he's still – I don't know, but Jalen Noel is kind of the spark plug off the bench. He is. Um, so I think there's a lot of teams that honestly could use that. So like, what's his, what's his market? Eight to ten million or more? I'd say less. I'd say I'd say. You think his market value is less than Nas Reed's? Yes. Really? Yes. You think he's worth like five million a year? Yes. I mean, I think his market value. I feel is like less he's in. The, I feel like he's in the same range as Nas Reed. If you think Nas Reed's eight ten million, I think there's no reason Jalen Noel's market value with his salary cap going up. You don't think it's Higher than that? He's a poor three-point shooter, and he is, like, slightly I mean, he below takes, average He takes a lot defense. of bad shots, and for some reason they just go in, and it pisses me off. But, like, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a, bat, he's a bucket getter. He goes if to I, the basket. If I was a team, if I, if I was a general manager, and, like, let, like, let's just say any roster, any team, I would rather pay Nas Reed than Jalen Noel. That's... That's, I mean, like, that's just what I got it. That's what I would say. The Wolves keep Jalen Noel? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends when he gets offered 100%. Obviously. A part of me but almost wants to re sign Austin Rivers more. I was going to mention that. Like, I was going to say I wouldn't be upset to re sign Austin Rivers. But I, I do think that if the Wolves are to trade D'Angelo Russell, I mean, we have to do it within the next couple weeks. The only point guard I see making any sense to trade for would be Fred Van Vliet. Kyle Lowry doesn't make any sense. I don't even like that trade, too. And and that's the thing. It's like, well, but if and I want to, I would love to us to be able to meet on a contract agreement between the two parties. Right, so what's the number? What's give me a number? Give me a number where like that's the number you you need to hit. All right. Well, let's look at Fred Van. Let's look at uh, Jalen Brunson's contract real quick. So it's four years, one hundred ten million. Four years, one ten. Four years, one hundred four. One hundred four. Okay. Damn. That's a nice contract. Dallas really couldn't pay him that. That is really... Well, tampering. Um, yeah, I mean, his if, dad is a coach. If Jalen Brown is making $26 million a year... Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is making... Thank you. Is making $26 million a year. But isn't the cap going up? Realistically, D'Angelo Russell would have to be worth less than $26 million a year. Does D'Lo sign a two-year, $50 million deal? Does he sign a one-year, $27 million deal? I, I but like, that's that's what he's... He's a cocky... He's cocky. He, he's confident. Well, I would give him... Try to make it at least... I'd try to make it, like, three years. Do you think he would take three years, 60? Three, no, there's no way in hell. I I think he would take. He needs over twenty million. <laughs> Dude, I I mean like. But I who else is gonna pay him that? Realistically, who else? See, that's that's it. I mean like that's something that we won't. There's know. not a lot of teams that need point guards. We and there's not a lot of teams that want to pay D'Angelo Russell over twenty million a year. I would agree. So, so I feel like the in the reality the ball like is not in his court. If we can secure D'Lo for three years, sixty million, the Wolves would hop on that shit. I just wouldn't want to pay him over twenty. I I I really don't either, but I just. I, I don't even want. See, I don't even want to pay him twenty to be honest. I could see. I could see him preferring 
a short-term deal and two, playing really and playing really well. I would say even one or two over three, four. I think he would rather just like prove how talented he is. One with the team option. Yeah, I could or pl- player play. option. I could see him preferring that to showcase his skills and go out and get a bigger contract because if he doesn't have anyone asking or calling his phone, he's gonna have to come back to the Timberwolves. I think they they hold all the leverage right now. I f- I feel like they do. It's just gonna they're gonna be a tough situation where they have like Aunt Carl and Rudy all making a lot of money, and then try to get D'Lo on there as well. It's just it's just like it's gonna be hard. It will be, um, but I mean we don't have to quite yet worry about. I mean I I don't think we'll trade them before the deadline. There is one thing though: the Timberwolves have the fifth. Uh, hardest remaining schedule in the lead, according to Tankathon, and this team is without their uh, best player in Carl Anthony Towns. And Bulls they... have one of the easiest, which makes me believe that we're oh we have the easiest. Oh my god! So that's the last thing I wanted to see. We're about we're bound to fin- finish poorly the second half of the year because for some reason we'll beat the top dogs, but we just play dog shit against everyone else. Um. Yeah, so I don't. I mean, the Timberwolves are. It's a. It's an up and down roller coaster. I. I love this team and they're fun to watch, and I think we just follow Anthony Edwards and whatever he can do. We have to. We just got to build around Ant. I just. We need to see Cat back. Him and Jordan McLaughlin are each without a timetable with their calf injuries, and. It's it's just tough. I'm just glad we got back Kyle Anderson and Torian Prince. We've been playing very well since their return to the lineup. And, uh, yeah, I'm just glad Matt Ryan isn't playing playing anymore. That's really what it is. No more Matt Ryan minutes. was absolutely sick of that. But I guess that's kind of uh, that's kind of our podcast for the evening. Yeah, they'll play Matt Ryan more than they'll play their first-round draft pick, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't I – don't, uh, Wendell Moore is making more than Jaden McDaniels right now. Talk about a – Talk about an interesting dynamic that's got to be, right? <laughs> I mean, it's only it's only one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I mean, Jane will get a nice get a nice contract extension. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll be getting fifteen twenty. Well, um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But again, is- like you, you you need money to pay all these dudes. It's gonna be hard with three max contracts on the books. Hey, we just need uh, we just need all Minnesota fans. Your to bench start. is gonna be all mins. We just need mins. we just need Minnesota fans to just start buying anything that Mark Laurie sells. We need some people to start buying some real estate from Alex Rodriguez, and we we'll just be in the we'll be in the tax for the foreseeable future. That's kind of what the team's looking for. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you again for gotta, listening gotta to spend us. Spend money to win championships. Yep. Did you see, side note, the Warriors aren't going to make money as a team unless they make a deep playoff run this season because of how much money they're paying in the tax. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It's ridiculous. All right, well, uh, thank you for listening to another installment of our show. And remember, there's no more ride on the bench. It's Jack and Trey, and we're off the pod.